Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. No shields. <laughs> That's the way we do it. It's the only way to fly. No shields. And and welcome back, your co-host, Hunter. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Yay! I'm glad to be back. Perfect sure for you to come back to. I was hoping you'd come back for this one, because you're very passionate about at least one of these games, if not all of them, but one in particular. <laughs> What are you trying to say, Brian? What are you trying to say? Uh, you're an alliance apologist? <laughs> I'm kidding. Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I love the X-Men series as a whole. I you got to embrace you either like all of it or you don't like it at all. It's I it's know. one extreme or the other. That's how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just think alliance was far too alliance focused. Well, we'll talk well, about that. But we'll, we'll talk about that. We will talk about that. And joining oh, us. Oh, we'll talk about that. Joining us uh, from his own Upper Memory Blog podcast and Star Trek aficionado. You have a Star Trek podcast as well. A Star Wars podcast. What's Star the, Wars. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what is the name of the Star Wars podcast you're on? I, I we, don't, we, don't, we don't hawk the Trek around here. <laughs> Not today, at least. How long has the Star Wars thing been going on? That's been going on for two year, years or so. It's called the Star cool. Wars Stacks. I'm Joe. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Joe. So, so tell us, tell us about this podcast that I've for some reason please. never heard of, despite knowing you for several years. Please, right? Yes. So, you, obviously, your PR sucks. Probably, oh. yeah. Or maybe it doesn't. It doesn't fly into your, your circles because it's not a it's not a gaming show. It's about it's a Star Wars book club. So basically, we read what used to be Star Wars EU novels, and now what are I am canon so sorry. Novels. Why do you do that to yourself? Read, Why do I've you do that comic to yourself? Books. Oh, they're good. No, they're not. Most of them are terrible. Most of them are just... Wow, really? I've read a lot of them, and, and, well, okay, I stopped after, what was it, the Jedi Academy trilogy, because that was just awful. There was a run kind of in the late... Yeah, there was a run kind of in the early 2000s, and late 90s, early 2000s, where they got a little meh, and then... I did read the... um, It's like anything. The Darth, what's his name? That the ancient Legus. Sith guy? No, no, no. Darth. He was a big, big, muscly guy. Darth Sith guy, and not Plagueis. No, not Plagueis. Uh, big muscly Sith guy. No, no. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Bane. Bane. yeah. Bane. Darth Bane. Yeah, I read. I read those books. Those are pretty good. Darth and Bane. I, I really <laughs> yes. I really want to read the uh, Bane. Bane that's my name. I really want to read the. Your scholarship. Uh, I really want to read the Ahsoka book as well. We, that is actually the next book we're reading on the podcast. Oh, uh, ooh, okay. I might have to turn, tune in because I'm, I, I might have to actually read it now. I yeah, to, be, so to be fair, though, Brian, there was, a, there was a lot of stuff that happened before, like some of that bad stuff that Joe's talking about between like the late 90s and early 2000s. There was a lot of stuff that came out before that that was actually relatively good. And not necessarily yeah. just the books, too. There was, there was actually a lot of the comic book series I was a big fan of, too. Oh, like really? the, the all of the Tales of the Jedi stuff, I just ate that alive. Oh. I loved it. Oh, yeah, when I nice. left you, I was but a order. Now I am the Batman. <laughs> I never read. Uh, I never read the comics. Well, then there was also like the uh, the Dark Empire series, which was pretty good. I I rather enjoyed that too. I'm gonna do you that Bane voice all night. Stuff. By the way, I'm just, I, prep, I, just I, prepped I, for it. I do like how certain bits of the EU are full are coming into the canon, like like uh, Admiral Thrawn on Rebels, which I'm still catching up on. Um, but he's just as awesome on Rebels as he was in the books, so that's exciting. Um, well, that's just it, though. Like you, you, you've only seen him a few times in Rebels. Like he hasn't really. 
his presence, in my opinion, hasn't been fully felt yet. Yeah. Right. And I think they're doing that on purpose. Yes. But he's he he's thrown. Like he's thrown through and Oh, through. definitely. Oh god. Definitely. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. I get chills. They're multiplying every time I see Thrawn, because I'm like, wow, they, they nailed. They nailed it. They fucking they they perfectly nailed it. Well, I think I think they nailed it simply because they had the originator like assisting with that. Yeah, I think and, Zahn, Zahn was was in on it. Yeah, he could, well he he's rewriting oh. he's rewriting his backstory. So oh, very yeah, there's nice. a book coming out in I think is it I think it's April. A new Thrawn novel is coming out by Timothy really. Zahn. Yeah, yes, it's 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 a, it's a re, it's a retelling to fit into the new canon. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see how they interweave it because his his old plot line was very uh, interesting. It got a little weird towards the end. But uh, oh, that duology thing that came out way back. Oh, where there's like multiple clones of him and shit like that that happened. What? I don't know. Oh my god! Uh, really? that, look, in, in in a lot of ways, that's why I'm glad they did sort of chuck <laughs> the EU because it was it just, just getting complicated. It was a mess. It was a, it, it yeah. just got way too complicated. So I, I am I'm kind of glad they simplified things, but there are things I miss. Now, am I remembering and spoilers for Rebels a little bit? Am I remembering that there are TIE defenders now in Rebels? Yes. Oh. Yes, or at least we have we have seen their their uh, blueprints oh. or whatever. Oh, that's the very plans exciting. For the TIE they 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 have they have a picture of it and you're like that is definitely a TIE defender. Ooh, that's very exciting. I will I'm I'm like 4 or 5 episodes into the current season so far. It's it's very good. It started off yeah, like kind of it started off kind of shitty, but oh, excuse me, crappy, but it's it's really gotten good. You it know, started off the a, same as Clone Wars. It was I found yeah. it very kitty, and now they sort yeah. of they ramped it up. Yeah, I'm exactly. kind of I am I am kind of curious though where they're going. Uh, I haven't seen the latest episode if they've had one. Uh, have they Have they had the Obi Wan con- confrontation yet? I I think the first episode of the second half of season three has aired. I think. Um, I I haven't seen it yet, so no, I haven't either. So I, I'm 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 uh, a little leery of the whole like uh, keeping the mall thing going. I really honestly want that to be done. I, I, w- uh, I would like that me. too. I would like that too. Yeah. I'm tired. I didn't of like mall. any of the mall stuff. Yeah, no. even even in in, in uh, Clone Wars, I didn't no. really care for that no. whole thing. I'm like, yeah. The, the, it's like people a- people really wanted them, people really wanted them to be back, and I was like, well. If he didn't clearly die in episode one, because I don't know how a half body could survive that fall, but or, or a whole body. I know they explained <laughs> it. You know, I know they explained it in some roundabout weird way, but still, it just is like <laughs> it's just bump. Hey, my legs are back. Oh, wow. um, anyway. you know, I just, I, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm really kind of curious about that. And the and the other thing that kind of just irks me is the uh, the. Like the twenty-year aging, or excuse me, the forty-year aging of a twenty-year gap for Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, like he he got really old in a short period of time, in my opinion. Well, uh, he lives in the desert. Yeah, twenty years. He lives in the desert. Yeah, it's, I it's, mean, it's that's gonna... really dry. It just kind of yeah. dried him out. Yeah, yeah he, well, he lives <laughs> in the desert. All his friends are dead. All he has to do is watch over this annoying kid. Yeah. And practice. Yeah, what that, was the, station? And practice what was that the, thing. That thing that Yoda was. What was the to deal? They did right. a. Uh, they did a comic book or a something about Kenobi. There is the, a. There's the a gap. novel. There is yeah, well, a novel. So technically, that novel is not canon anymore. But is, oh, it, is it, it the was. same one that I'm thinking of? Is it the one that I'm thinking of where it was from the perspective of Luke reading through his diaries, or is it a different one? 
No, this is a different one. This is it's called Kenobi. It's by John Jackson Miller. We interviewed him on the podcast, so we like John Jackson. Miller. Is that is that one? <laughs> is it good? Is it a good novel? It, it it is actually. We have found on the podcast that Kenobi right now is our benchmark for a, a for the probably the best EU novel we've read. Really? Yes. I will have to, I, just, I, just from a from the perspective of of that, it's a good book. Like it is a ooh. good book that you want to read that has interesting characters. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a really, well, there was, there was, there was another book. Uh, it's, I, I don't, I've definitely, from what I've understood, cause I haven't finished it. I read the first couple of chapters, I think in like a Barnes and Noble one day or something, but I think it was geared towards more of a younger audience than a generic average reader would be. Um, but it was being told from this perspective of Luke on Tatooine constructing his lightsaber in Obi-Wan's old house, that time period between empire and Jedi where uh, it's technically also during that uh, Shadows of the Empire time frame of the old EU, where he's he's actually like studying how to construct a lightsaber, and when he's there, he discovers a cellar that has some of Kenobi's old uh, journals in it, and so you're reading about like the life of Obi Wan Kenobi through the eyes of Luke reading his journals. Kind of interesting. Mm. Ooh, I'll have to read that too. Concept- conce- conceptually, yeah. Kenobi, right? I'm my... seeing there's there's a Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi Jedi Knight young readers book it might be that huh? maybe not, not. Sure. i don't know i'm just like amazoning i'll have to read them both kenobi's my favorite um star wars character followed closely by it's a ahsoka. really 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 good book yeah ahsoka has become pretty much my second favorite star wars character like of all so oh i think I it's to... it's the life and legend of obi-wan kenobi i think uh... is what it is so joe i have to i have to ask you well yes, two sir. things first off um there is that fan theory that went around about like how uh, they could have rewritten just a little bit there about Kenobi and Padme and like made it a weird love triangle thing. Like she was all about Obi-Wan and Anakin was all about her, but why would she want anything to do with this kid until he gets all Jedi powerful and mind tricks her into loving him kind of thing. But her and and Obi-Wan might've had a thing and that could be the reason for, like, oh, uh, you, Anakin, you take her to Naboo, right? Because yeah. it's really awkward right then. But hmm. the twins could be Kenobi's potential. You know, that's actually that's actually been a fan theory even before Episode One came out. I remember um, debating with a buddy of mine about this concept of uh, what helped to drive... Um, uh, Anakin to the dark side, which was there was a, an alleged affair with Kenobi, and at the time we didn't know her name was going to be Padme, but um, the, the his wife, I guess. And then there was also the fan theory of how he got into the suit, which was he like fell into a pool of lava during a fight with Kenobi and walked out alive. But of course, you you saw how that kind of turned out. It was a stupid joke about having the high ground, but anyway. Yeah. But, but how is it? Okay. Was it actually like Lucas had said way back in the when that that's how it happened to somebody. And then that was the thing all along. Or did Lucas take that fan thing and run with it and just be like, yeah, yeah. The the, the chicken or the egg, who knows? Right. So the one place that I, I, I remember reading this story and the way I remember it is that, yeah, he, he, Anakin and Obi-Wan, or maybe he was Vader at that point, I don't know, were fighting on the edge of a lava pit. 
Anakin fell in and Obi-Wan pulled him out at the last minute before he died to show him the, you know, the, the goodness of the force or whatever of the light side. And yeah, the once the first time I ever read that was on, was in star Wars screen entertainment. If you remember the screen saver. Oh God. Yes. Back in the days oh, when wow. they sold yeah. back in the days when they sold like star Trek, the star Trek screensavers and after dark and, Oh and yeah, yeah. Those kind of entertain entertainment savers. Yeah. Yeah, and it had like and a had, blind yeah, this one this one screensaver thing was was these bio bios that would show up about but different things like ships and characters and whatever and in in the backstory of Obi-Wan or was it Obi-Wan? No, it was uh, it might have been, even been in the Obi-Wan backstory where it talked about this. Uh, yeah, so that that's the I think the, really the only place I had ever actually read that story. And it was from LucasArts, so it's official. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Is it? So, well, so num- number well, two. So, so was Shadows of the Empire. But anyway, I think. Right. Second, I mean, it, was, it was official <laughs> at the time. Second question, and let's go to the topic. So, so second question is the big one right now because they just dropped the name of episode eight. And I'm getting like a Highlander thing here. Like, there can be only one. There can be only yeah, but there's oh, always. Oh, is Clancy not. Brown going to be the bad guy? <gasps> That'd be amazing. I would. My, oh. the, the biggest, the biggest theory that I've seen running around about that, and Joe, you know, tell me what you think too. But sure, sure. I've, I've, I've been reading a lot of people thinking because um, they're looking at the Knights of Ren as the new Sith. And they're saying, like, in, in the title Crawl of Seven, they, 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 they called Luke the last Jedi in the title Crawl of Seven. Now, this could be ambiguous to say, like, they're, the, the Jedi are over and that uh, there's going to be some new kind of order, potentially, like some new kind of light side thing. It's like a rebranding, like we're, we're, we're rebranding. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's... It's, certainly, it's certainly Go. possible. Now, well, what I'm thinking is that it's actually the tree. The tree is the last Jedi. Because, yeah. Oh, oh, the damn tree. Uh, I really hope that's not... I hope to God that's not true. I hope to God that theory is not true. The Jedi tree? <laughs> the Jedi no, tree? Yeah, that tree? Yeah. That tree is so right out the window of the Millennium Falcon. I mean, that, dude, it's in so many of the shots of that new island on that planet. Oh god, I hope that theory isn't true, folks. You, you know what maybe, theory? Do you guys know the theory? Do you guys know the theory? No. Yeah. Do the I, do I want to know the theory? Do I want to know the theory? OB, Look, this OB this treebeard. This could be major spoilers, and it could be complete BS. Oh, okay. Well, what is it? I mean, but what what I a, read was it's a theory what as I read of right. Was, it's a theory as of right now, so it's not like it's. I mean, if Ray is actually the reincarnation of the first Jedi, what? And that, and that, <laughs> and that the, and that the first Jedi, uh-huh. her and her brother, the, there was these two siblings. Uh-huh. I don't know why they're freaking siblings. Uh-huh. Were with their family on this new planet, uh-huh. and they were playing by this tree that was imbued with the Force, and it gave them the Force. The brother got corrupted by it and killed the sister and this is the reincarnation of Wait, her so this... years later which is why which is why Luke had to put her into hiding in the first place to keep her safe because he figured it out Wait, so... and then he had to go off so and Cain and Abel caught midichlorians from a tree yes and then pretty much okay yes 
Which, which, but this is the this is the hallmark of Star Wars, right? Because if you remember in the Clone Wars, there's that whole thing where Anakin goes to they they're on that like weird in the space thing with the dad and the two kids that are like pure light side, pure dark yeah, side, yeah, yeah. and like Anakin can keep them in balance. And then it harkens back to Luke and Leia being twins. They're both in the Force. It's kind of a thing. Like it's if this is true though, and I'm hoping to God it's not. Oh. If this is true though, it's. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna end it for how, me. I'll be how done. are we so, gonna save Star Wars from JJ, the destroyer of franchises? Well, <laughs> he seems like he's less involved. Let's at this point, let's so. go back. Let's let's go back, so, my friend. We're talking about we're talking yes. about X Wing and back, Tie Fighter. Let's go back to a happier, a different time, a happier time. Twenty four years before ago, all this before all this JJ head cannon like 20, exploded into reality. Twenty four years ago, nineteen ninety three. That's where our story begins. The real That's story. back whenever we had mysteries and questions and anything was possible. Several, it was that, uh, 10 years after Return of the Jedi. We got some games, you know? We got a few, we got what, Dark Force? No, Dark Forces was after this, wasn't it? What, were there? Yeah. What Star Wars games were between, there were some arcade X, games. Like I you think- had... There were some you, Atari games. Yeah, you Atari had games. like the Atari games, and you had like a couple of arcade games. Yeah, there was that well, like it, Vector arcade. Yeah, and then there was oh, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Really good. Then there was yeah, Return there was of the Star Jedi. Star Wars, the arcade game. Return of the Jedi, then, the arcade was, game, which was excellent. Right, hard which as fuck. is very rare. Hard as fuck, I've played but excellent. It. Yeah, great. Very great game. Very hard. I've only seen excellent. it on MAME. I've never seen the, the real animal. Oh, the real animal so. is very difficult. Very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, and then they came out. When when was it that they did the Star Wars trilogy in the arcade? Was that like 97, 98? Oh, I think a little later. That, that was later. That was it was later. 90s, was not 2000s, later. though. No, no, I think well, it was it, 90s. I remember because okay. I visited. Well, it was on the... Yeah, and they had this. It like, was on the uh, Genesis, uh, this the CD thing, right. Mega Drive. Was you guys it ready for this? Second, yeah. You had Empire Strikes Back, the game for the Atari 2600 in 1982. Great game. You had in '83 the Star Wars Jedi Arena for the Atari 2600. Not so um, great. Not so great guys, game. Not yeah. so great game. Also in '83, you just had Star Wars. You had '83 Return of the Jedi. So you had. Get a lot of the games that came out in the early eighties, mid eighties. Dude, that came out in the nineties. <laughs> that was way later. Oh, that okay. was way later. But you had you had you had Star Wars Droids, which was an action Ooh. game for the Amstrad CPC Commodore sixty four wow. systems. Wow. You had, and that was in eighty seven, and then ninety one. You had Star Wars for the NES, Ooh. which I which I. And, do have very clear memories of playing. It's a horrible game, and I wish yeah. it would die in a fire. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, the, the, uh, the Super it's NES. Just, it's hard. It's hard. Way better. I really oh, the Super NES one. The Super Star Wars games, on the other hand, that trilogy of games were great, except for Empire Strikes Back, which that game can die in a fire. <laughs> um, but you, but, but yeah, yes. so Super Star Wars came out in 1992, and then you had uh, Super the Empire Strikes Back in uh, June of '93. Uh, and then I think that was the best to, of the supers. Uh, well, this list is a bunch of bull crap because it's not including the PC games. 
as well. Oh, typical. Can we just skip ahead to Super Bomb Bad Racing? We cannot. We cannot. We, we already did it. We, we did a. I know. We did a show about all the Star Wars games way back when, and we, oh yeah, that was did, like my first or second that, time on. I think that was your first or second time on. But on this show, folks, we're talking specifically about the the X Wing series, which is to me the pinnacle of Star Wars gaming. This and the um. The Dark Forces Jedi Knight games, to me, Ooh, yep, nineteen ninety five, are the yep. pinna- are the pinnacle of Star Wars gaming, in my opinion. Um, Undefeated. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. the first one came out. X Wing came out in February of ninety three, and I remember. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I remember there was a shit ton of hype for this game back in the day because there had already been two Wing Commanders by then, and so everyone was like, ooh. Can they re- can they still can they capture that magic with a can they make so yeah because I was I was expecting Wing Commander but Star Wars yeah and it was it was less but it was more because right, it wasn't that it was just different yeah because um because well you didn't have the cinematics of the Wing Commander game the flight the flying and the combat felt so much better than Wing Commander. Not that Wing Commander felt bad, but this just felt more simulation-y. You know what I think? You know what I think the... Well, other than the rotoscope versus actual polygon stuff, because Mm. that that was the big deal there. That is a big deal. Yeah, sure. God, I wish wish Dave was here for, for that, because the initial prototype that Chris Roberts walked into their office with was X Wing, Mm. but it was X Wing done like Wing Commander 1. Oh, and LucasArts uh, was like, eh, nah. Yeah. And then he came out with Wing Commander with Origin, and then Lucas was like, oh, shit, we need an X-Wing game. <laughs> so oh, that, great, that's how that came to be. I think what really helped X-Wing, the series in general, is because uh, the folks at Totally Games worked on it, and they had, they had flight sim experience. They had World War II flight sim experience with... Um, right, I mean, X-Wing is basically secret le- weapons of the Luftwaffe in space. Uh, yeah, which... If you guys haven't played Secret Weapons of the Luftwaffe, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like, LucasArts had some really fantastic flight sims in the late 80s and early 90s. It was not only Secret Weapons of the Luftwaffe, it was Battlehawks, 1942, and there was another one, The Finest Hour, right? That was yep. that was the Battle of Britain one. So there were, they did like three, three or four um, World War II flight sims, which were all great. They, those and like the Aces games at the time were like you couldn't beat them. If you recall the Aces, the Aces of the Pacific, and all those, those were yeah. And like, I think much much like Wing Commander and and X Wing, there was kind of like you were on the either the the Dynamics team or the LucasArts. <laughs> I remember team that. Flight, I remember that. I just like sims. I'm like I just want to play them all. I don't care. I just want to play them all. Oh oh. Black Yoshi on YouTube says the 90s are good for gaming because of LucasArts and Microprose and Nova Logic. Uh, we should do a flight sim episode where we just talk, where we just say how much we miss Microprose for an hour and a half. Yeah. That, that'd be a whole show right there. I need to do you and be on, uh, on F117A stuff. Ooh. Whatever. <laughs> have you done F19? I don't remember. Did you do but it? I haven't, so I, I'd probably do an F19 and f 117 Yeah. Oh, you, you, oh, I love those games so much. But um, but yeah. So I remember when X Wing came out. I don't. Did you guys get? Did any of you guys get it when it came out? I did. Yeah. So for actually for me, it was there must have been so much hype around this game because yeah, 
I was really bad. I, I was always really bad at like knowing when things were coming, like for movies and like like say like a Star Trek movie would come out. I remember this for like Star mm-hmm. Trek Six. It was kind of like there was nothing, and then all of a sudden there was a preview for Star Trek Six, and I was like, oh, there's a Star Trek movie coming out. Okay, and it would like and and even for games, like I would not know that games were coming out except X Wing. For some reason, I knew X Wing was coming out, and I, I think I may have even said this on one of the previous times I was on X Wing was the first game that I was excited about before it came out. I, I clearly remember that. If I recall correctly, the mar- they did a huge marketing blitz for that game back in the day. Like, huge. Like, it wasn't just magazines. I remember, I think I remember a TV commercial or two. It was a massive marketing blitz for X-Wing. And I think it it obviously worked. But... I got I got to tell you I don't I don't know if you guys remember but X-Wing was a mean game. It lo- oh, it, yeah. was, it wasn't yeah, as nice especially that medical frigate mission. Oh not yeah. only that but like if you died you died. You know that was it. You're done. You got to restart. Yeah, unless you like hacked unless you hacked or whatever you yeah. backed up your uh, your pilot file somewhere and they fixed that in Tie Fighter. They let you do a, a manual backup. Thank God. Oh yeah, like if you died it was like start over from mission 1, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, or, or you, you lost. You could keep going, but I think you I lost your. You if I even, recall, you lost your pilot. You lost your rank. You, I thought it was you lost your whole pilot. I don't. I'm, I maybe, or maybe you did. I, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember yeah. now. Oh well, no. You, but you could restore the pilot, though. That that was the deal. But yeah, I you'd remember. have to start. At the it was beginning. like he was dead. No, uh, but you could. It was, you could like. It was a, it was a weird. Somehow. It was a. It was a weird. Like um, they would. Uh, like revive the frozen corpse from space or whatever they like in, or maybe they did that in tie fighter, but it was like this. I remember like if you were to die, there was a shuttle that go back to the star destroyer in tie fighter specifically. I'm remembering this and they would, uh, you'd see like the, the pilot body like floating in this like regenerator thing. And, uh, I think they had something similar for, uh, X-Wing as well. Yeah, so I think, if I remember right, I think the death penalty was that, because you would get points, and when you hit a certain number of points, you got promoted. And if you died, I think you could restore your pilot, but you lost all your points, so you'd be like a flight cadet again. And that was just infuriating. Yeah, it was... So you could never make general. (laughs) It's also, I don't know if this is true, but it's the first game I remember where you had the ring course for training. I don't remember a game before that. That had the ring course where you play. It's it's such a trope now. Like every fucking game did it after that. Uh, So many fucking games have their own ring course, but um, like especially Independence War, that ring course, holy shit. But um, but yeah, I don't remember a game before X Wing that had the ring course, and that was kind of a revelation because I was like, ooh, I'm really getting a feel for the ship, you know. Even before I jump in, this is great. Even before I start the campaign, this is great. Um, yeah, X-Wing had a lot to it. and But it was still a mean game. You brought up the Medical Frigate mission, which I love how in later iterations of the, like in the uh, Collector's Edition, what was it, the, the 1998 um, Collector's Edition, they were like, we've made this mission easier. <laughs> Please buy this. <laughs> I think there was a bullet point on the back of the box. That they made some missions easier. I think they specifically mentioned that one <laughs> because. And it's early on. I think. I think it's like it's, the fourth mission. It's like the fourth. Yeah, it's tour mission. one, mission four. <laughs> yeah, it's like so soon and like. Are you guys still? Are you guys still playing? Well, here's a like mission for you. <laughs> oh, you guys having fun? Well, we're gonna put a stop to that right now. 
Because I think Tour 1 Mission 4 sucked, and I think Tour 1 Mission 8 sucked too, which is the one where you had to, like, disable. There was, like, a million transports, and you had oh, to disable, God, like, two of them. right. And you had to de- protect oh. it, but you were in a Y-Wing, and they kept dropping bombers on, like, either side. and mm-hmm. Chasing space bombs. You know what I did love about yeah. X-Wing is that it, it gave some some props to the Y-Wing. It, it like Because yeah. remember in, in the Star Wars movie, the Y-Wing is, like, it was like cannon fodder. Really, it was, it was like, like oh, those are the guys that go first and get killed. Yeah, exactly. But in Lex Wing, you're like, wow, the the uh, the Y Wing is actually a serious serious bad boy. Like it can take it's, a it's, pounding. It's, it's the workhorse. Yeah, it's, it, can it can take, take a beating. A, it can... It can... And it's versatile. It's got the ion cannons, which is the first time we had those. You know, so so yeah, I I like how it gave some credence to the um, the uh, the Y Wing. I never liked the A Wing. I ever I, that I I never liked the A wing. I will be honest. I liked flying the A wing. I I hate the A wing in Tie Fighter. <laughs> oh God, yes that that made me that made me hate it even more. Well, I never liked that there were only two little guns on the A wing. Like this is it, really? This is all. Well, I Well, you thought you thought A wings were a pain in the ass until you get late in the game and they put Tie Defenders on or Tie Advanced on. Tie Advanced that comes and then one of the expansions. Oh, God. Yeah. I really did love how the expansions, which we can talk about in a minute, bridge the gap between Yavin and Hoth. That was mm-hmm. that was that was really good stuff, and I liked how the uh, last mission of the main campaign was the Death Star run, and it was so fucking hard. I think which I played, makes sense. It should be hard. It should be hard, and it was. I think I remember playing that like eight times, six eight times before I got through it. <laughs> I remember. I remember the last mission of the Super Star Wars game was also the trench run, and the the, the boss was a gigantic Darth Vader Tie Fighter. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's nice. It was arcadey, dude. I mean, come on. It was supposed that's, to be like so silly, wasn't it? Yeah. That is so funny, though. But I didn't even know an expansion was coming out until I saw it in the store. I don't even either. They didn't really advertise it very well. Or what? But Imperial Pursuit came out in like the summer, I think. Um, yeah, around there. Yeah, around I, there. I, remember I got that pretty much as soon as it came out as well because I think I had, I think I only finished X Wing like once, like played like from start to yeah, finish. Yeah, I've only finished it once there. myself. I've only finished it once myself, and um, it's not that it's bad. It's that Tie Fighter's better, which we'll get to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh yeah, I finished X-Wing and then Imperial Pursuit, which was really great. Uh, I don't remember much about Imperial Pursuit. Um cuz it only it only, it added more missions in the tie advanced. And that was really it. Like it wasn't like a big revelation. You know, it wasn't it didn't feel yeah, it like it was just a, sort of like more. It was just more good stuff. It was more goodness. It was more just you love X-Wing, here's more X-Wing. But then when they added the fucking B-Wing, yeah. Around the holidays. Yeah. Ah, oh, I love that B-Wing. So, so much. Oh, so Imperial Pursuit, apparently, if, I, if I, I'm reading, I don't remember this, but apparently it introduced the Interdictor Cruiser to the game. Oh, I don't remember that at all. That's what oh, Wikipedia man. says, and God oh, knows. Oh, wow, yeah, I don't remember that at all. Not yeah. that it really made a difference because it's not like you got hyperspace away anyways. You just failed a mission if you did it too early. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I barely remember interdictors in X-Wing, but I remember that B-Wing. Oh, yeah. I remember that B-Wing. 
Uh, that, that to me yes. that was a re- to me that was a revelation. Was the B wing? I I every mission I could fly. What, you mean getting was, to fly it? Yeah. Because it was I, it was fun, but it was like I felt that I could probably you know other than the the much higher torpedo load that it could carry, I was probably better off in an X wing. Really, for a yeah, lot of I stuff. I do I do enjoy myself a B wing. Uh, mm-hmm. There there's some interesting things about the B wing that, um, first of all, I don't I, I, clearly the ships were named after their shape, so I'm really confused where the B wing got its name. Yeah, I don't get that one either. First of all, it, second it, of all, probably more second, for bummer or something. Bummer. Second, second of all, um, the Star Wars people speak basic, and their letters are different than uh, English. So that's that's another weird uh, thing I just wanted to point out. Or, or anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's since, right, they, yeah. since they speak basic, do, does each sentence start with a, a number? Uh, you, this guy, go to twenty. Exactly. Um, but but um, um, the thing about the viewing that just always bugged me was it was like this weird. Um, like they took all, they took like the the best parts of an X wing and the best parts of a Y wing and kind of threw them together. Because uh, you also have that cool like and get well and, and gave it a gave it an ion blaster of all things. Uh, <laughs> so it's just like it's just like I, ion blaster op. Um, um, but I, I I think I think in reality my my true love is just for that classic X wing though. Like I just. Yeah, give me, give me the classic X wing. There's just something about those new X wings in the Force Awakens that just bug me. Meh. Yeah. Anyway, it's they're just like, X wings. It's like there's you can't come up, new. you can't come up with a new design. I mean, after how many years? Just, I don't know. I think they were pretty slick, but whatever. I mean, they, they were, they were, they were like they were, they were slick looking, but there's just something, there's just something raw about that. It's like why, why do people love like old classic Mustangs or old classic? Uh, Corvettes or like some kind of hot rod. There's just something mm. about the classics that you just can't replace. And even though like a, a new Mustang looks slick and all, I still don't want one. Right. So, um, so then, what did you think about the X wings in Rogue One? Eh, you know. But they were legit X wings, though, right? I mean, <laughs> right. they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was gonna make some kind of remark about being a hipster, but. Uh... <laughs> I like that. I like okay. they're all like two. So, so I like that swings back X- when there were Z ninety fives. No, no, no one likes Z ninety fives. No one. They're awful. No one likes Z. Uh, they're, they're the Hyundai Elantra of space. My, of Star Wars ships. No one. My likes my them. official. My official answer to your question about the X wings in Rogue One is pandering, and I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, Black, right. Black, anyway. Yo- Black Yoshi on YouTube says, uh, in a regarding the B-Wing on a sci-fi stack exchange, when viewed from the side, a B-Wing looks like a lowercase b. I okay. mean, very... It, it's a bit of a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch. I'm not sure about it. Uh, maybe when the wings are folded up? Maybe? I don't know. I mean, at a certain point, you're really going to have... You, you sort of have to stretch. I mean, you know, a T-Wing will look pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> now I love the I love the B wing because I'm just all a big fan of heavy attack craft. Like, and to me, the B wing is the A10 of Star Wars fighters. And you know, I, I could I'll give you that. I, I will definitely give you that. And I loves me the A10. I loves me some A10. So 
So to me, that's why I, that's why I was so happy about that expansion because you got the fly one, and it did not disappoint. Unlike the um, unlike the missile boat in Tie Fighter, which that's all it did was disappoint. Uh, See, if the so B-Wing was an A ten, it should it should have had a turbo laser on it. Yes. What was what were the starfighters? <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Obi Wan's starfighter, but in Episode three, those things that they were flying because it had were- a Tie Fighter cockpit. And then those were Jedi starfighters. And... Yeah, those were Jedi starfighters. Yes, those were Jedi. But that was like the new version because Obi Wan's yes. was like a triangle at first. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. they made they, it they really used... serial looking. They were they were very they were very much looking like small star destroyers. Like in the beginning, uh, I guess you saw them more in Episode Two with uh, uh, Obi Wan. In Episode Three, they kind of had a Tie Fighter flair to them. So yeah. It was like it was evolving towards that kind of thing. Which makes sense, though, because they were built by the Republic. And, well, I think, um, at least I thought they were. Um, yeah, that which, makes sense. You know, the, which the Republic then returns to being, you know, the, the Empire, which along with that kind of comes that construction. So, Yeah, so it's a, they're, they're built by... by... KDY Quad Drive Yards. So that's yeah. Oh, uh, Quad that's, Drive Yards. Yeah. Whoever whoever so controls the Quad controls the universe is what it really is. So exactly. so where okay so the the X wing was the T sixty five right? Yes. And that was yes. that was from Incom. Yes. Yes. I believe so. Yes. Okay. There was there was several versions of the T sixty five though. Yeah. So where was that made at? Because obviously the Empire didn't have control of the production facility that was making those things, or they wouldn't. Have so done yeah, it. the story the story there, which is pro, which is not technically canon anymore, but until it gets overwritten, we can just assume that it is. Is that so that the X wing was originally being designed by the Incom Corporation for the Empire, but the basically the the, the senior management of Incom and their senior design team had rebel sympathies so they defected with the plans and apparently unlike the death star plans the empire didn't have a backup of the x-wing plans and so the uh the rebellion has the only uh, facilities and information with which to make x-wings okay so that b-wing that you just posted there jim um that that was a prototype that i don't think ever really came to fruition it's canon, bitch. It's which canon. Is, which is a they, shame. Which oh. is a shame. Yeah, that's the that's the rebels B wing. Yeah, because they had like the one and only. They had like miniature crack bar that invented this thing. Yeah, and exactly. Then, he uh, made a little super laser, which yeah. is awesome. But yeah, we never saw that again. But it was awesome. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> I liked it. But yeah, I- look, I think it's cool. I mean, Rebels is sort of mucking a little bit with with the timeline that we're used to. Mm, like, A wings yeah. are supposed to be super rare, and they're like everyone's got them, and there's a B wing now, and that's supposed to be later. But eh, it really doesn't matter. They they've sort of really come doesn't. up with d- d- does it Connie explanations as to why? Is it just me, or do the A wings look different? They're... They, they-, they do. They look stubbier. They look a little yeah. Like, they changed their like their their aspect ratio or they look, something. They a look less bit. sleek. They look definitely like someone scrunched them in a little bit, like an accordion. They just went and pushed them in. Well, and, yeah, tilted, and then they, they, and the, and the they tilted the wings. Yeah. That no, those were always tilted in. I believe not so. that much. Ooh, not, not like that. Much. But yeah, the A wings do look a bit different. It is kind of weird. I agree. Um, but yeah, so so back in the day when they announced Tie Fighter. I didn't know. I don't think I was really excited. I'm like, why would I want to fly for the Empire? 
Empire sucks. Yeah, same same with me. I'm like, yeah, I liked I liked the game. But, you know, yeah, I like X-Wing, like... so I'm like, okay, I'll, so I'll, I'll play TIE Fighter, but, like, TIE Fighters suck. Like, why would I want to fly a shooting, yeah. like, tin can ship with no shields? Like, I'm going to die exactly. all the time. And then that demo came out. you can fly out. one, then you're OP. Right. <laughs> but then the demo came out, and the demo, which didn't even have the same missions as the uh, the final game. It had different missions, if you all recall. Uh, the demo was amazing. Like, I remember it came out in, like, January or February of 94, and, like, I played, I replayed the f- frack out of that thing, like, over and over, at least three times. I just I remember the I dream that I could actually get it to run an 800 by 600. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Oh, that didn't run an 800. What are you talking about? Yeah, or was it 640? It was 320 it was originally, and then it ran. Yeah, so 640 that, is super VGA. But that comes doesn't didn't that come with the CD-ROM version? That wasn't. I don't think that was in the original. Right. Yeah. Whenever whenever you get the CD-ROM version. Yeah. Was, yeah. So I think the the difference they also added the garage shading. Garage shading. Garage shading. Yeah. That. So so the disc ver the, the disc version had the garage shading, right? If I remember right. Yeah, but the CD version went up to. 640 by 480 guys oh my god yes and, and whenever High i death. played it on i think at the time i had a pentium 200 probably <laughs> yeah a pentium 2 and it was the, this the cartridge thing and it was yeah and i had this really weird like integrated it was like the the, the first generation of integrated sound on this this one machine and it, i don't know if it was like short it would short or something but when the or it was on board or, or some weirdness but when I would put the game, this the same thing happened to me in Wing Commander Three when you would switch it to, into SVGA, the sound would get all crackly because it was I think it was sharing, you know, bus oh boy. bandwidth or something with other things. So I put it into SVGA so the game would look good, but then it would be like like the sound would be awful. Man, it's hilarious. Well, yeah, I I actually bought a Sound Blaster All Thirty Two card mostly for Tie Fighter. Um. That thing barely fit in my case. You chose yeah, you chose a- poorly. You should have bought that <laughs> that MIDI thing. Oh, that was so expensive back in the day. Hundreds oh, yeah. and hundreds of dollars. You could not these were these were for these were for the serious enthusiasts who had a lot of money to burn. These were like I think the the MT thirty two was five hundred dollars for a while, and I think the yeah S- you were buying that if you were going to hook a keyboard up and do yeah, some stuff. You weren't just gaming with this. You you were a serious like MIDI composer. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but the A thirty two was like kind of a middle ground because it had something close to what the Roland units, but it was an it was a card. Um, it was like it, it had like onboard wavetable, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it had onboard all that, and and uh, Tie Fighter supported it natively, um, and it sounded amazing. Um, but I remember being blown away from Tie Fighter when it first came out, like holy crap! Because like you're like, yeah, that was the point. Be- that was the point that I bought a PC. It was oh, like really? X Wing was out. Yeah. I knew about X Wing. I had struggled to play Wing Commander on my Amiga 500, and it was kind of a slideshow. Um, and then whenever Tie Fighter came out, I was just like, "Okay, resistance." Is <laughs> yeah, yeah so is, I bought one. This is time. It's time to do this. Uh, good choice because, I mean, not only was 1994 an amazing year for gaming. I mean, holy shit! It was a freaking expensive year for computers. I'll tell you. Oh God! Yeah, like, I, I got a. It was a a DX sixty six 
I think. Yeah, 94 was, my, was like uh, 486. 46 DX 66. Yeah. And DX 66 and like four megs of RAM. I think a mega RAM was like a hundred dollars a meg or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was like a fourteen hundred dollar oh, box. Yeah, for, yeah I play in ninety three. In in ninety three, uh, I got a machine mostly for uh, privateer, and uh, that was um, about two thousand dollars for a, a four eighty six sixty six. <laughs> two grand! Oh my god! Yeah, it's craziness. How times have changed. Um. But uh, yeah, I I I don't know about you guys, but Tie Fighter blew me the goddamn hell away by how good it was. Yeah, like I said, it was it was super surprising. Like they found a way to make it compelling to fly for the they, Empire. Yeah, to they not found make you feel like you're just being a jerk. Yeah, like, they found a way to make the Empire sympathetic. Like you feel like, oh, I'm fighting to keep pe- give peace in the galaxy. Like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Wait a minute. <laughs> like, well, you know that's that's a thing too, though, is because a lot of the people that would have been, you know, doing things then. Cause like, okay, the, the emperor's evil as shit. Darth Vader's evil as shit. And the, probably the core people around him. Right. But then all the other people had probably bought in on the, you know, they, they drank the Kool-Aid, right? Like, no, we're, we're going to, cause they just come out of this giant civil war where the, the galaxy was tearing itself apart. And then it's like, okay, you know what? We're going to impose order and justice and law. And we're gonna like make all these people like toe the line, and wars end, and you know it's gonna be a managed society, and we're gonna fix all this crap. So I think maybe uh, if you weren't like at the bottom of the totem pole, you know, like an alien or whatever, like if but, you hadn't been screwed by the empire in some way, like it's the legitimate government, like it's the government. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it was like they weren't kicking in everybody's doors. You know, it was, it was like business as usual most of the places. Just, you know, if you happen to have emperor, you know um, have rebels hanging around, they'd probably kick your door in and shoot you. But otherwise, hey, you go to you, you go do your, your job. Look, Luke wanted to join. Luke wanted to go to the Imperial Academy. Biggs went to the Imperial Academy. Like they all joined the yeah. fucking Air Force. Well, and how, how many? Or you what percentage it. of the population thought the rebels were like terrorist assholes? Probably most of them. Being, yeah, <laughs> and they ended lot, up being yeah. like the winners at the end. So I wonder if most of the people were like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, like what's going government what's just fell. And, uh, the, the crazy, like, it would be like, Oh, ISIS just took over. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now what? It's funny. I think I said that on, I was guesting on another show and I said, basically, you know, the rebellion is basically ISIS and everyone sort of stopped. And I'm like, but what? It's ooh, true. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, they had nobler intents, though. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, as I'm flying for the Empire, I'm like, look at this pitiful little band. What the fuck is wrong with me? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> pathetic little band of rebels. Like, yeah, it was like, we're, we're just getting the C-Pan Civil War under control, and then these assholes show up and stir stuff up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and the thing, and the thing is, um, and the thing is, uh, X, a Tie Fighter was a lot bigger. It had all, even before the uh, two expansions. Um, but there was, were, I think, there, were there five battles out of the box? There or were something? five, no. and then ultimately, I think there were a, what twelve with the expansions, twelve or thirteen. I think I remember that because the first time playing through again, because like I never knew anything, I was playing through and it was kind of like I think I got to the end of like battle three or battle four, and I'm like, okay, battle five. I'm like, what? 
And then it yeah. just like kept on going. It just, going it just, going. It just <laughs> kept on going. It's a big game. And then they got um, Defenders of the Empire, which was the one expansion that was sold by itself. And that uh, that delved, if I recall, that delved even more into the um, the Civil War with Zarin. Am I remembering yeah. that right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That, that's and I, I think is that where Thrawn came in, or is that or did he I, come in in the main game? I think he came in the main game. I think I uh, I've played the I played the game through like multiple times, but I don't remember all these little finite details. Um, but then, yeah, in, in a way, I found there's almost too many. Because you sort there's almost too oh many battles because you kind of like get lost. So, well, it's so also lost. interesting oh that that the plot was that a big chunk of Imperial forces was defecting out, you right. know, and and had apparently had a change of heart and decided like, wait, we were trying to be the good guys, and then we just found out that we're not the good guys, so now we're gonna, you know, yeah. So so that's. I don't know. I don't remember that part of the game too well. I remember the like flying with Vader and stuff, but I'm I don't remember the politics of of exactly what was going on. But it, oh, uh, Zarin was trying to kill the Emperor, and there's an actual mission where you protect the Emperor, which is crazy. Is and that then, the one where you fly with Vader? Yeah, that's the one where you fly with Vader, and then eventually, um, I think uh, I think defending the Empire, defender of the Empire, is uh, hunting Zarin down. I think. Oh God, I can't remember all the details. And then there was, and then there was um, enemies of the Empire, which came with the CD-ROM. That's the only way you can get that one was the CD-ROM. And let's talk about the CD-ROM now, mm. which I think is probably one of the best of the entire series. One of the best like um, entries of the entire series, I think, because it added six forty by four eighty. Oh my God. And it was funny because, like, I don't know about you, but I remember back in the day, oh, my God. <laughs> it's so clear. Everything's so sharp. <laughs> right, because they upgraded it to the X-Wing versus TIE engine, didn't they? No, 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 no. Oh, um, no, no, that's the collector's CD. That's the collector's yeah. edition. Right, which I have an issue with. So, yeah, we won't talk about that one yet. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Angel of of uh, Iron has an interesting question. Um when they, when you started the game, did they automatically have a save file called Top Ace Ten? I think they added that later. Like I think when you when they first released the game, there were no other pilots. In X Wing, you got the Top Ace pilots when you bought the expansions. Oh, okay. But I don't remember Tie Fighter. And, and that would it. let you play any mission from the base game. Tie Fighter, I don't remember, but X Wing, it was definitely something that came with the expansions. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think they just gave you that. Um, at least not. First. I guess their assumption, their assumption was that if you're buying the expansion, you probably beat the game or you've had the game, you bought the game. So we'll let you mess, mess around all. You yeah. Want. Just use this guy to skip all that other shit and go right to the expansion <laughs> stuff. Skip tour one mission four. <laughs> but, and um, that's sort of the thing. We didn't really mention that. So like, you know, I guess we were comparing it to wing commander a little bit off the bat. And, and one of the reasons that this game, that both of these games, you know, X-Wing maybe more, well, no, TIE Fighter was pretty crushing in certain missions, but uh, you know, you had to beat the mission. There was no losing track. And that was, that was infuriating. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, that was a big deviation from the wing commander formula because wing commander had a branching campaign. So you could lose and then there would be something else. 
As a matter of fact, my very first playthrough of Wing Commander was all of five minutes because I died, and it, it went through a funeral ceremony, and then it was like this whole thing with like end credits at the end. It was like it was the shortest playthrough of a game I've ever experienced. <laughs> great, great stuff there. Well, I mean, it was possible to lose a mission, not and die, so, and, but right, just still not keep going. accomplish yeah, the goal. Right. And then it was just like, oh, well, you know, we're going to do the rest of the game without that thing that you just lost. Well, it's kind of like it's it's kind of like the thing now, like where you saw with Mass Effect. If you do uh, certain things and you do all all the things right, then you'll uh, be able to get to a certain point, like in the mission. Or if you unlock all of the masks in Madra's mask for Legend of Zelda, you'll get the Ferris Dew's mask, but you don't have to have it in order to win. It just makes it easier, right? Yeah, I, I do. I do appreciate those kind of game elements uh, in my games, and I wish you. I would see more of that. Yeah, this was very much what you know one tr- one track. Like you either you won or you or you were stuck. <laughs> yeah, oh, and by the way, y'all, if y'all remember, I've been st- I had been stuck on one Tie Fighter mission for about two years. Uh, Battle nine, mission three. <laughs> Protect the Thai defenders while they're leaving the little factory, and I just beat it tonight. I am what tonight? So excited! I I was looking it up, and someone on a YouTube video they made of that mission gave a tip about uh, you start the mission with like six escort shuttles, send those motherfuckers home, and a bunch of assault gunboats show up, and they do way better. They do way better. <laughs> oh my god. I like screamed at the top of my lungs when I won. Seriously, I'd been like stuck there. For, I I think I made ten attempts to pass that mission. Before yeah, and I know, and we've mentioned this before. Like these are they're 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 you know space sims, but they're, they're also sort of they're puzzles. puzzle games. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're puzzles. There are certain ways to do things, even though the game does. Both of these games do a great job of letting you feel like you have some autonomy, and you do to a point. But there is a certain way you should do things, ultimately, mm-hmm. um, which can make it infuriating. But back in 1994, I didn't care. Like, I was screaming at my computer now because I'm like, I don't have any patience. But then it's like, <laughs> I, I have so much time to play this game. <laughs> I'll just lose over and over again. Um, but the collector's edition was like, it was also the last game to use iMuse, which I'm still sad about. Yeah, so, I mean, the collector's edition sort of, or not the collector's edition, the CD-ROM edition, whichever one we're talking about. It is about. the collector's edition. There's also the 95 collector's edition, which you were also Yeah, so that's about. what I mean. There's yeah, two so the, collector's the, the, the editions. First the first collector's edition. So it's it took confusing. The, yeah, it took the best, yeah. yeah, it took the best parts of, of the disc version and just made everything a little bit better. Yeah. Made everything little, prettier. Yeah, it was, it was basically the definitive version of this. It's basically, I think, the definitive version of TIE 5. Yeah. Can, can we get a new collector's edition, like in, in like <laughs> Unreal or Unity? Or... Uh, uh, I, I... Was, it in, was it on the favorite? I think it was in, in this group that someone posted that. Someone was working on it in, in Unity or something. Yeah. It's oh, a yeah. Project, the original game yeah. assets. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and the way they got around the stuff, you have to ha- own the original game files, so it reads the original game files. It just puts it in a new engine, which is good so enough for like me. A, it's like Scum VM, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I I hope that does well because I mean, I I could play these games today, but I know there are people who like look at these graphics and go, "Oh no." I I did oh, play no. these games today. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. so did I. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think TIE Fighter still looks great, but I'm, I've got that nostalgia, you know, so I'm fine with it. But, yeah, TIE Fighter, I think, ultimately has what? With the CD-ROM version, I think it's got over 100 missions? Yeah, it's like there's so much content. It's ridiculous. So much. It's probably one of the largest space sims in terms of content ever made, I think. I I mean, Star Crusader has about that many missions, but you don't play them in a in a linear path. You have like what, eight or nine branches you can go down? So um so that's a bit different. But yeah, I think in terms of content, it's probably the biggest of them all, I think. And eventually you get to what I think is one of the most useless, the most useless. <laughs> does that work? I guess it does. The, the most useless uh, ship in any of the games, the missile boat, which I hated the missile boat. So yeah, so the missile much. boat missions were never, were never easy. I never even really liked the assault gunboat. You know, I, 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 I like the assault. Gunboat. I, I, I learned, I, um, uh, because of a, a few missions where I survived because I had the shields and versatility of assault gunboat, I learned to respect the assault gunboat. It 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 really can take a licking and keep on ticking. Because um, yeah, one of my be- one of my most amazing gaming experiences came out of Tie Fighter. Like it was the one, it was the mission where you assault that uh, Kalmari cruiser that's being repaired. And okay, like it's, it's just, like Battle One. Yeah, and it shoves like a million A-Wings at you and you're in an assault gunboat. Brr, incoming missile. Brr, it's, incoming exactly. missile. <laughs> I, got my sh- I got my shields and my guns taken out. And they were like, they were out for many minutes. So like, I just banked and weaved and banked and weaved and changed my velocity <laughs> for like eight or ten minutes. And then I started picking off the A-Wings one by one once my weapons came back. And somehow I won. And at that moment, I was like, you know what? The assault gunboat ain't so bad. <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to survive otherwise. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people hated on the missile boat, but I thought it was actually pretty cool. You know what? Once I get to it again, I might, I might, I'm going to try and look at it from a different perspective. I'm going to try and come up with lower expectations. Because um, now that I've passed that mission, I'm going to start going through the campaign again. Yeah, to, to um, kill slower stuff, it's trivial. Right, but whenever you're dealing with like tie advances and oh, stuff, God. you have or, got yeah, to have or a wings. Or no, the the secret is the tractor beam. You hit them with the tractor beam, they quit turning, and you just pop a missile right up. But them. it also and had... you don't even have to wait for it to go red. Just get a yellow lock and let it go, and hold them in the beam, and they die. I'll be honest, I'm terrible with the tractor beam. I am awful with it. I don't even know why. I'm just terrible with it. I can't. I can't keep still long enough to hold them. You know what I mean? I just can't yeah. do it. Well, yeah, and I find that's it. one thing. Like it's it's a little the controls are a little twitchy in the game, I've I've I find. So you yeah. really do have to be very precise. Yeah, you really do. Um but the combat just feels so amazing. Like once you're in a groove, this just it just feels so good. Like there really are very few space sims that come close to how the combat feels in TIE Fighter, I think. It's uh, it just nails it. I think. And it'd be interesting to know, like how, like, is it because, you know, maybe by by merit of the way Star Wars ships are are designed that they could be pretty low poly, and is it just like the, because of that, they they were able to get good performance out of things, and because this isn't a flight sim, they don't have to deal with ground clutter and 
So it's just, there's not that much stuff to, to render all at once. Yeah. I bet you, I bet you all that helped. I mean, it's not, yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting that you bring all that up because I was thinking about it uh, today. Looking at like modern space sim games, they do look really pretty, right? Like they're these graphics, they just they look amazing. But when I when I look at Tie Fighter, they are older graphics. However, there's something about the, the I guess because of the nature of the graphics, the grittiness of the look that is appealing for some reason. It's that it's that old worn out kind of look, you know. Maybe it's just me. No, I th- <laughs> I think the the polygonal at least on the the DOS versions, I think the political the polygonal uh nature of the ships does help give them that look. You know. So I th- I think you're onto something there. Um but then we had like a three-year wait between TIE Fighter and the next game, which is X-Wing versus TIE Fighter in 1997. Oh, because they had to revolutionize the world, right? <laughs> it's time for the internet. You know what I read? I read that they did, and uh, once we talked to David again, he can. Pro- I think he also talked about this a little bit, but the development time of X-Wing versus TIE Fighter was really short. It was like yes. 14 or 18 months. It was like really, really short. And, um, yeah, and I, I have to go back because I know I, I covered all this way back when I did these. And yeah, there was definitely some some issues around that game. Yeah. And um, I hate Partially it. because they were talking, I think we're talking to Westman. He was saying at one point there was even talks of putting in an RTS element or even like a strategy game element into the engine. You remember that? And he was talking about how like, yes. they kept, they, they, kept yes. they kept going to their guy and they're like, well, we could do this with that. And then the guy was no, like, no, like we got a timeline. We got to stick to this thing. This one thing we're just going to do. Well, it. No. And before they were doing uh, X, X-Wing Alliance, the game that they were working on was supposed to be privateer in Star Wars with the, with the uh, Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Which we still don't have, basically. Right. Yeah. But you know what? Now, this is is my one big thing. Well, I have a couple little things, but I have one big thing with X-Wing Alliance, and that is that I skip those damn family missions Mm -hmm. where you have to fly the the cargo around. Because you know what? Once I got it, I just had no interest in it. Like, everybody wanted that for years, and then it's just like, oh, well, this sucks. Well, we'll get to that in a second. You were talking about X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Yeah, I I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't a big fan of multiplayer when it came out. Same. And so I hated it. I, I really hated it. I mean, I didn't know anyone to play with, which didn't help. And the internet connections were nowhere near as good back then. Like, I don't even know if I was on DSL back then. I might have been still... So the expansion... The, the expansion that came out for that. So without the expansion, it was just sort of an arena thing, right? Yeah, well, that's all really it was. Any that was the intention. Yeah, but they did have some small, like, mini campaigns, if I recall, like a couple of little, like, three, four missions strung together type thing, you know, but that wasn't TIE Fighter. That wasn't X-Wing. It didn't have that scope, you know? Yeah, I didn't I didn't get a lot of mileage out of X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. I bought the expansion, I played that I played that campaign, but it was sort of like meh. Yeah, no, the campaign I think it was just it was a game before its time. Like it, it just really yes, was. It was, yes. Yeah, because after we started revisiting it and playing in multiplayer over Game Ranger and then Evolve, we all 
Well, I, at least I realized how, like you said, ahead of its time, it really was. I mean, I mean, the net code, once you get it working, I mean, you can do all this stuff co-op and, you know, you have all these different variety of missions and it's really an impressive game. Yeah. And I can't remember, and I'm sure, you know, Westman can speak to this if, if, you know, if and when you guys have them on again. But I can't remember if in like the 1.0 release, if the net code was all that great. I feel like they improved it, but I, I might be I, wrong. I, well, I, I'm remembering, there, there's a there's a little know. there's a little setting uh, that we've that we've triggered. It's dependent upon if you're on internet or LAN or not, and uh, we actually have to turn it off because even though we're playing on the internet, we actually have to turn the, the LAN setting on just to get it to function properly for us when we're in multiplayer. At least it's, that's memory serves. Yeah, because yeah. back in the day, a thirty-three-six dial-up, mm-hmm. the uh, it was just too slow. So, but that's what everybody had, right? It came out before cable was a thing, really, and that was much to its detriment, I think. Yeah. Oh, and, absolutely. Like, and it you was know, maybe to... you can get away with playing Doom, but not. Uh, and do you guys remember X-Men versus Time? Do you guys remember how to how we found players back then? Was it? I mean, I know there was Cali around. Back in the day, I don't remember if I used Cali. Oh God, remember Cali? <laughs> God. Um, but was there a yeah, that, service? That's another deal. They should have. Oh, had there was like some Microsoft app. service that it used. Or I M Player or some shit. Yes, like that. I think it was that. Yeah, something like that. Um, and it didn't really work that great. And I just remember playing with a bunch of randos, and I'm like, I don't know you people. I don't care. You know, and. It's just, and they changed the engine so speed mattered. Remember that? Like, so, like, like the faster you went, the slower you turned. It's like, wait a minute. I'm in space. Physics and Star Wars, what are you doing? <laughs> wait a minute, come on. Um, this, is, this, is, this isn't right. So, yeah, I shelved that for years. I never even played the expansion. Never even touched it, because I'm like, why? Why do I care? But it's because of these guys, mainly, mainly Jim, I think, that got me back into it, if I recall correctly. And yeah, it's like probably my second favorite of the series now, honestly, because it's just so great. I mean, we, we, we haven't, I think the most people we've got on is six, five or six. Does that sound right to you guys? Like five or six people? I think, I think six is the max we had. Yeah. You can get up to eight people with that shit. That's amazing. For a 1997 game. That's crazy. No, it's, I mean, that's it. It's insane. And yeah, like I'm just poking through the the Wikipedia here, and and there's there's an entry in here which, and it is actually corroborated. There's a there's a reference. It's that basically the problem with the netcode was that you know unlike a game like Doom or whatever, where you only really care where someone is if they're in front of your face, you need to know, like the game client needs to know where everyone is because you're in the same arena basically, yeah, right? It's open exactly. And there's there's tons of objects flying around, not just you and the other players, but all this shit they're shooting at. So, so yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine that was an easy thing to pull back in 1997, but they did it. It was only it was just too early. It was just way too early. That's yeah, that. And if there's if there's no mission structure and it's just an arena thing, as we've as we found out in times when we just played the arena mode, is just kind of like people just charge at each other. And somebody dies. Yes. It's not that great. You need mm-hmm. you need tasks to do, and exactly. then it's good. Exactly. That's why I don't like games that are just arenas where you're just shooting each other, you know, or you're just like 
take over that take over that thing Okay. Yeah, it's like, you know, de- deathmatch and all this stuff. It doesn't really, like, yeah. it's the same reason. Like, I, I should be totally into, you know, MechWarrior Online, and I'm not, because it's just like, meh. Exactly. Exactly. Shoot but, things. Like, yeah. But apparently, uh, yeah, that's, that's why I don't care about <laughs> that new Heavy Gear game coming out, because that's all it is. You know? it's, it's Yeah, they said that it's going to get an, a single player campaign, but uh-huh. that's going to be well after release, and uh-huh. it's like, hmm. No, uh-huh. then I'll buy it well after release. It, it won't be as good as Heavy Gear 2. No question. I don't think it will be anyway. Um, but yeah, so but once, but yeah, you got once they added the balance of power campaigns. Those were good campaigns. Well, as far yeah, as, I remember enjoying it. I was just sort of fed up with the game by the time that happened. Yeah, as far as we got anyway, because uh, <laughs> we didn't we didn't finish them. Because fuck. <laughs> yeah, we got to we got to this one rebel mission. We blew through the imperial stuff. That was not bad. Um, that was highly enjoyable. And then we got to the rebel stuff and there's one mission where it's like, you have to defend an asteroid while the rebels. So many fracking torpedoes. Jesus. I think I watched you guys do try and play through that once. And Uh, I was like, wow, that's what I was begging Uh, Westman to get his joystick out and come in here and just deal with his own shit. Because how did you do this to us? We'll have to arrange like a Saturday or Sunday morning where we can get him on here. And just be like, you are sitting in the cockpit with us, sir, and you are helping us finish this shit. Yeah, he's like, I don't have my joystick. It's like, check your front porch. A <laughs> <laughs> UPS went to you right now. We will mail. Give us your address. We will. We will pick. The we Amazon will drone in. will be landing soon. We will Maybe all pitch in. Like, he'll turn on dev mode or something, and it'll just you know, one shot kill. No, you know what the secret is. I don't to think that there is a cheat mode in this is, in this game. I don't no, think there isn't. Yeah. No, no, the cheat mode is that you do the mission single player because then you can control all your wingmen and you tell them what to go attack, and they all in unison swarm on that thing and kill it. But whenever we're playing as humans, then we tend to not do things as efficient. I'm the hero. No, I'm the so, hero. <laughs> well, it's like one guy, which would be the player, has to sit there and deal with those incoming torpedoes. Meanwhile, you have to be murder and all that other stuff. Right. So you you just find the target. I remember doing it in single player, and it wasn't that hard. So you find what needs to die, and then shift A. Using your target, okay. And then click back to the you know the gunboat that will surely be in front of you by now. Kill, kill his torpedoes, kill him, and then hunt the radar again. Okay, that thing next, shift A, and you're through it. But trying to do it in multiplayer is just ripping hard. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I bet it's like a dynamic difficulty where we add more players, it gets harder. Fucking game. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. Um, but yeah... That game is just so, so good. And then we come to the final game in the series, 1999. It's perhaps the most controversial. <laughs> yeah, I think this is. I think this is the, the one with the most, most, um, the most opinions. feelings, the most feelings and opinions, yes, yeah, surrounding it. Uh, X-Wing Alliance from 1999. This is probably also one of the last, uh, for a while anyway, classic era games. Like after this, it was mostly prequel era games, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, and none of them were that great. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Racer was great. 
Racer was Racer was good. Yeah, Racer was great. But that's yeah, that's. I mean, there was Empire. They, they all became very arcadey at that point. I guess Empire at War, but that was two thousand six. That was years and years and years after. Um, right. But yeah, X Wing Alliance. Uh, well, Hunter, that was your first X Wing game. It was. It was as Alex um, pointed out in the chat way early on. He was talking about the first. Star Wars game that he remembers playing was the Super Star Wars for the NES and uh, Super NES, excuse me. That was my first entry into playing Star Wars games was uh, the Super Star Wars on the NES or Super NES back in the day. Um, and then I played Dark Forces and a bunch of other stuff. And then like my first entry actually into space sim games in general uh, was actually X-Wing Alliance. Uh, I didn't have the joy and uh, pleasure of owning a joystick uh, before then. Or even was aware. I, I was, you know, we didn't really have a, you know, a, a nice family computer like that growing up. So it was mostly console stuff. But after that, you better believe I had a computer. So, so you're kind of in the post joystick era. Right. You know, so, you know, I, I guess, I guess part of it is the rose tinted glasses of X-Wing Alliance for me. Uh, fond memories of just like you know this because I because I grew up in the wake of the original Star Wars right like um, you know Return of the Jedi came out three years before I was born, um, which is kind of weird now when I look at it like my 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 niece was born after Episode One you know but most of my most of my nieces and nephews were born after like the new wave of Star Wars so I now I feel old at this point mm-hmm. um, you know and so like for you guys you're like wow this we've got this young guy on the show. But yeah, no, like, you know, so so Jedi came out three years before I was born. So I grew up in, so for me, the EU holds a, a huge presence for me because I grew up on all things post-Jedi. You know, I, I was all about the Star Wars action fleet by Micro Machines toys. I was all about, you know, all kinds of, you know, all the video games that came out, the Shadows of the Empire, the Super Star Wars. And then by the time I was, I, so I kind of evolved with that. And by the time I hit a certain point where I was getting into more PC stuff, I hit that uh, X-Wing Alliance game, and I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. It's a completely other story from that universe. So I was, I was really uh, wrapped up inside the whole idea of the expanded universe and just playing other stories out from that universe. So for me, uh, being a Ute and um, playing as a Ute, essentially, was kind of like a, a, a one, one-to-one for me now i mean as i'm older i kind of get why people really didn't like that kind of just like you know mentality it's the whole like oh god episode one anakin skywalker kind of crap like i yeah you know, i get it's hard to relate to that like you can't how do you relate to a little kid when you're not a little kid right um and so so part of me part of me recognizes that issue but when when I went back not too long ago and was looking at it, uh, you know, the first seven missions are all about um, learning how to play the game, essentially. So it's all about the family business. You're learning how to, like, use the controls, which really, y- there was tutorial stuff for the other X-Wing games, but there's really no, like, story-driven usage on how to do things, right? No, there's no like, the like you, you do the, the stupid training course, <laughs> Right, like, well, I mean, so, so really, you know, the first seven missions are like your training courses on how to play this game because it takes the full keyboard and a joystick to play it, um, which, you know, for someone like me at the time, that was perfect. Um, but, you know, 
once you get past that, you have a whole like 46 other like missions you're playing, 11 of which are family missions. So in reality, if you do the math, you're playing 35 missions that aren't the family mission stuff, which is still a lot of missions. Um, it's not the, the hundred and something that you get like in the earlier games that, you know, whatever, but um, you get to the point with the battle of Endor and you actually do the death star tunnel run. Mm -hmm. And that mission is so jarring. Like trying to fly through that at like fast speeds. And there's these crazy turns. Hey Hunter, you can shoot the pipes. You can what? You can shoot the pipes. I know you can. But still, you have hard turns that you got to take. I know, time. but remember how many times I failed on that thing? <laughs> oh, I, I, I remember. And then you and it was like, it was like, oh my god, I can shoot the pipes! Like, what a fucking revelation! Sorry, f bomb, but still. Uh, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I have a fond fondness for 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 this kind of like you guys have a fondness for the earlier series because of when it came out and the time frame for you guys, but, um. I still like the concept of something else in, you know, the the Star Wars universe that is just so far removed. Even though it, even though it's, it starts out kitty, like you look at the Clone Wars and Rebels, it's really hard to like just pick up Clone Wars and Rebels from season 2 without really that context of what's going on. I mean, you can you can read the spark notes of it, but it's not the same, right? Um I don't you know. know. I I kind of like the the idea that there was like a side story thing going on where it was like, okay, well, these these are like business people, right? And then they ran afoul with some smugglers and, and whatever, and they got screwed. And then they just happened to like run into the Rebel Alliance, and then it was just a fit, you know? Because because at that point you're not the farm boy that joins them, but you're you know like the kid who, much like Luke, has just lost everything, right? And it's like, well, right. let's just join up yeah. with the rebels. So, so your father, your father gets uh, spoiler for anybody who hasn't like played this, uh, but it's been out for a long time. Uh, so, like, you know, it starts out where you're part of the family business. Your your father kind of has an affinity for the alliance. Your sister has a boyfriend who is in the alliance as a as a fighter pilot, and uh, you also have, I guess, it's your your cousin. I, I believe there's there's another there's another part of the family that's like. There too. I, I want to say he's a cousin, or he could be an older brother. One of the two. Um, and so as you're going through things, um, the the Empire figures out that your dad delivered supplies to the rebels on Hoth, and your father gets killed during some like bad dealings with like a rival company, and uh, essentially you have to flee because you have nothing left. It's just like you and your sister and your brother. Um, and so, like, you go and, and join up with the Rebellion for a little while, and then that's where you start training the uh, to be a, a fighter pilot. And so it starts out with, like, deep, deep uh, space strike uh, evaluation where you, like, do the training in the X-Wing. No, it was Y-Wing then, first, I think. Oh, so no, you're right, you're right. It was Y-Wing. And X-Wing. Right, because you had to do the bombing run. It, yeah, because you had to do that bombing run thing, like, on the uh, space station or whatever. But as you went on, some of those missions got really, like, crazy, where you had to go and, like, take out a dreadnought that was docked up at, like, an Imperial, like, station. Um, and then there was the one, it was, it happened to be a family mission, but it was a crazy family mission in which you had to go save your sister. And you had to, like, fly through an asteroid field past a Super Star Destroyer, like, <laughs> right next to it and go talk at a space station 
collect your sister and get the hell out of there without getting blown up. That was ridiculous. Yeah, it's like I think I've I think I even mentioned this other times we've been on. Like I haven't played this game since it first came out. I remember enjoying it a lot and I remember that it it sort of gave me the thing that I found was lacking in the first two games, which was a narrative. Like TIE Fighter got way better. TIE Fighter told a good story, but it was it was like in in stop and kind of stops and starts. Like you'd get cutscenes every now and then. Right. And what I really wanted was that sort of like Wing Commander 2, like between every mission stuff is happening kind of ah, storytelling. Yes. That's true. You know what else Wing Commander didn't have? An obnoxious droid. It was like, hey, Ace. <laughs> I mean, really, Star Wars is about obnoxious droids, though, dude. Exactly. Yeah, but that droid. Oh, we've oh. we've had we've had we've had three oh, PO for how many fracking movies now? Every like single I know, but, one. But every single, single one. <laughs> yeah, but I I would take uh, two Dykas. You my promised me though, flesh. That thing was. <laughs> God, that was yeah, funny. yeah. If you guys haven't if you guys haven't seen it, go look up Jedi Party on okay. YouTube. You will you will <laughs> not be disappointed. Three PO is the best thing well, about that. Well, yeah, his his new name is Creepio, and like Anakin turns him on for the first time. He's like, "Ah, why have you awakened me? You promised me flesh." <laughs> With every single step is another agonizing pain. Guys, Love really, it. it's 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 the best. Let me find, let me find it. Let me find it. Uh, oh, hey, Fatu. I bet you've been wondering what I've been doing for the past five years. Don't worry, I haven't been sitting on my hands. It's best I show you first. Come this way. He, like, he takes them into that scene and, and attack... Oh, Jesus, he's playing it. <laughs> he takes them to that scene in Attack of the Clones where it's like the uh, it's the uh, the droid factory on Geonosis or whatever. And it's like a redubbed, and he's like... Ah, the universe's greatest invention, the singularity machine. <laughs> the perfect blending of, of, of flesh and and machine. That you whole thing not is be, jacked up, man. You I, I will po- not be disappointed. I posted in the stream chat for y'all, but yeah, my god. I, I was, There's a total there's oh a total god. of five episodes so far. Oh my this God. released like, like several years ago. I've only watched the first one. And I need to watch the rest, and it's just oh my God! I was I just like the one at the beginning with the emperor, and he's like, "Yes, and hey, what a, what's that sheen on that table? That's ridiculous. Send a bottle <laughs> of whatever you're using back with Maul." <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the Jedi is, is paid it, their bill and left quietly, huh? It's like, is that Murphy's oil soap? That is a ridiculous. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, you guys. Oh my god, so funny. It makes three PO so much better. <laughs> yes, it turns three PO into a psychotic, like, you know, gonna take over the universe robot. <laughs> the voice they got for him is perfect. So th- that kind of um, brings yeah. up something that I have always wished is yeah. I would like a story about IG eighty eight. And how the hell that droid decided it was going to be a bounty hunter? Well, nobody funny, owns it. Funny you should say that because there is a backstory to that. There is, yes. Well, it's 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 legends, but there yeah, is a backstory not, to it. Do tell. Yeah, that's in 
Is that in Tales from the uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunters? I believe it's in Tales of the Bounty Hunters. He was essentially uh, he was a he was a line of machines, and like TLDR, he eventually like killed his master. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, he, uh, he like he, he like he was like the the smartest one. I, something weird, something happened to him, and he like became self aware. He, he was like he was like he was like a Johnny Brian. Jesus, I'm sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> uh, he was Five. like. He was like a Johnny Five of robots for Star Wars. Like he, he, he but like gained the like psycho murder, murderer Johnny Five. Right. He he gained like full on sentience and like knew what he was doing. Um, well, it was like after the Clone Wars, then combat robots were banned, right? Like galaxy wide, wasn't that the deal? Well, not in IG88's case because you can see him on on the Star Destroyer and uh, Empire. Well, yeah, but he wasn't exactly an upstanding citizen either, so. You know, but, well, there's a there's a whole yeah, there's a there was like a whole beef between IG88 and Boba Fett actually. Like, there's this whole thing where, um, at one point, uh, I think was IG88 actually, uh, jacked Boba Fett up pretty hardcore as Boba Fett was on his way to deliver the carbonite Carbon- yeah, solo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so there was like this huge fight between the two of them and like space battle that took place. I remember but eventually IG88 was a boss fight. Yeah, it was Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, uh, and in Shadows of the Empire, you defeat him, which leads you to where Boba Fett is, and then you go fight Boba Fett. After mm. Boba Fett has already delivered Jabba or uh, Han Solo, though. Yes, playing as yeah. Dash Render, the crappier Han Solo. Yes, but you know, in a galaxy far, far away, you have to have your tropes, and there's more than one smuggler that is similar to Han Solo. I mean, you look at like you look at you look at the old republic. The old republic smuggler smuggler class is like straight up based off of Han Solo too. So. You know, it's almost like people that were writing Star Wars fiction had the RPG and it was just like, all right, what class is this character? Oh, smuggler. Done. <laughs> yeah. Cuz it, it's like people were were just scared to deviate from the the very few archetypes that were there. You know, it's like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about that at one point where it was just like the, you know, a New Hope starts out like a, an RPG, you know, like a... Oh, yeah, they meet in a bar. I was like, what, you what know? was that show that, that came <laughs> oh, up? Who, who, who was it that, that dropped that knowledge on us? And we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> it happened on the show. I, I it, just was the, it was the... It was the, it was, it was, it was the board game guy that we had on here who was making. Oh yeah, method. yeah, that's right. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that was right. so funny. It was Ken Ken Burnside, and he's like, "Well, yeah, it's just like an RPG." It was like, "Well, a, a thief yeah, and a wizard, a wizard, and a, yeah. a kid meeting a bar, no, <laughs> and, like, and a oh, bard. You know, the kid, kid, the kid's the bard. You know, yeah." Oh my god, I forgot. Well, I mean, Star that. Wars is a very classic. It's it's a the classic hero's journey. It's a very classic story, and I think that's why it appeals to everyone. And uh, yeah, it's a quest. I mean, that's the whole thing. <laughs> well, is that is that why the new movies don't make it with people? Is because it lacks that particular like hero's quest I, arc. I you know you know I think as fun as Star Wars is in these new movies, I just think they've kind of diverged from that just to keep the you know some kind of lore going. I, I think really Star Wars has diverged from its original like. Well, it's intent. like they take it too serious, but they don't take it serious enough at the same right. time. Right. You know, because like you look at you look at pure 1977 Star Wars at, in and of itself is almost a perfect movie. Um, so, same thing with I mean, it's got its flaws like any film does. But 
And you look at, uh, they didn't really intend to honestly make a sequel to that. Like that, it was, it was an idea, but it wasn't like they, you know, until it was successful, they were like, oh crap, now, now we definitely need to run with this. Yeah. So and, Joe, when, and then it got, it got better before it got worse. So right. Joe, how, how old are you? I am 35. Okay. Well, maybe you're, you're too young for this then. So, um, but me being the old man of the show, uh, I was seven in 77 when this, this thing came out. Right. And so I, sequels to movies were freaking unheard of. That just didn't happen. Right. No, it, did it was super rare. And so for them, like four years, was it later? Three. Five years later? Three. Yeah. Okay. For it to, to just suddenly be like, and coming this summer, well, the, you know, and then roll the star Wars, you know, dun, 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 you know, on the screen, and and my little mind just exploded. It was like what? Yeah, and uh, but I, I remember my mom for my because um, it was what eighty two. It was eighty. Eighty. Okay. Yeah, Seventy seven. Yeah, so, okay. So um, yeah, it was my tenth birthday then that I was in the theater to see Empire, and oh my god, <laughs> you know, it's just like holy crap! Can't even believe I'm sitting here seeing this. Yeah, and that and, whole thing with Darth Vader where he says, I am your father, wasn't even originally going to happen. Really? Was that was that like some writers jumped in and like... I don't remember the story exactly that why it got changed. I just remember that the only people that knew were Mark Hamill and uh, George. And th- th- not even Harrison knew. And, I, and I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing where Harrison, like, he's like, you know, he's like, How, did you know? And he's like, yeah, I knew the whole time. And he's like, you didn't even tell me? And he's like, I couldn't. You know, it was just like. Whoa. Silence. Yeah. yeah, everything went silent. Yeah, no, it's just sorry. like remembering uh, just what that was like, right? Like the, just the the shock that, oh, my God, there's going to be another Star Wars. Because I had I had three years of, it was the action figures. Like, action figures weren't even a thing, right? Like, a, a G.I. Joe was like a, I don't know what a, remember the, the Star Wars, like, 12-inch figures or whatever those things were? Oh, that yeah. was like, that was a G.I. Joe, right? It was like a doll, and you put clothes on it and stuff. And I the army guys, I, I just totally wasn't into that. But, oh, my God, Star Wars toys. So my grandma sent off. You had, send, you had to send off box tops from like cereal or some shit to yeah. to somewhere, and then Kenner would send you back like a voucher, like okay, now you're in line. You know you're gonna get these action figures when they come out. And she used to just send off for stuff, right? Like she had a, a cookie jar that was the Pillsbury Doughboy and stuff, and she she was just a collector of. Hey, I I put in the work. I sent these labels, and I got the thing. Right? I don't even know if companies do that shit anymore. Um, but yeah, so she had like knickknacks from from her effort in doing that. And the Star Wars figures were one of those, right? So she gives them to me, and it was uh, it was just like, oh my god, this is awesome, you know. And then I I went down to the we had like a five and dime store, and they had an X wing. And it was like, holy crap, they made, you know, there's like the X-Wing is here for this. And yeah. But even before the movie came out, there was an issue of Newsweek 
that came out and cause I was like way into robots and stuff as a kid. Right. And, and grandma's showing me this Newsweek. She's like, Hey, there's this new movie coming out, you know, in a couple months. It's got robots in it here. Check this out. You're going to love this. And I look at the robots and it was the lineup outside the Jawa sand crawler. And I'm like, well, this thing, this thing looks like a, a lump and that's like half a dome. That thing looks like a trash can. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, there's <laughs> nothing here that looks like a cool robot at all. Yeah. The gong droid is this movie's you know, gonna suck. trash can. Yeah, I'm just like this movie's gonna suck. This is stupid. Gump. But okay, Gump. I was so Gump. wrong. I love Gomp. I I, I want to know more about Gomp. His first name's Forrest. <laughs> Gomp. 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 My name's Gonk. Forrest Gonk. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So so after Alliance, we had a few more Star Wars fighter games, if I recall. Jedi Starfighter, the yes. best. Oh, oh, Jesus. You know what? It's not you know, that I'm bad. I'm not even sure if I even played it's Jedi Starfighter. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's better than I Star preferred. Fighter. It's better I than preferred Ro- I preferred the Rogue Squadron series after the X-Wing series. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, are we talking... I... I've only played the, the, um, the GameCube ones so far, but those are... Well... The the sixty four the sixty four slash PC uh, Rogue Squadron the first one was one of those games where they played heavily like the X Wing series played heavy into the hands of the EU. Um, you had you know you had like the the um, the droid starfighters that were in there that were from the expanded universe. You had the World Devastators that were definitely okay. from the expanded universe. More yeah, Dark Dark Empire. Um, you had a few other like little tidbits here and there, um, from, from that too. I think Mar, how was it? Mar Jade? No, there was some other, there was some other, uh, TIE fighter pilot from the empire that defected in Rogue Squadron as well. Oh yeah. Speaking of TIE fighter pilots that defect, wasn't that the deal with, uh, with, um, Han Solo? Yeah. Wasn't he like a TIE fighter pilot? in, in, he was a he was an imperial officer. I think he might have been a Tie Fighter pilot, Joe. Yeah, I think so. So if you if you go check out the Star Wars decks, the last EU stuff that we we have sort of been covering was uh, the uh, Han Solo trilogy by AC Crispin, which sort of starts off as Han as a little kid, and uh, and goes up right basically until the last the the third book spoiler ends with and he sees this old man and a kid walking into a bar, walking into the bar kind of yeah. Thing. That was, so that was the Han Solo trilogy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite good. That's, that's like a young, great, that is a great Indiana Jones. That one is great. Kind of. I do remember reading that one. That one was great. And the author gets, she really gets his voice. Like, it's it's him. Like, it, you really, when you read it, you can you can picture him. Yeah, because it starts out, it starts out with him on a on a ship uh, where the, there's like a Wookiee chef or something like that. Yeah, and, the, and she like kind of protects him because he, he, this ship is owned by this like kind of really shady guy that like takes street kid, kids off the street and like teaches them to be pickpockets and, and all this stuff. So yeah, he didn't have a great childhood and yeah, this Wookiee cook basically raises him. So that's where he gets, he learns how to speak or understand Wookiee and his affection for Wookiees, which later once he gets into the Imperial Academy graduates and becomes a junior officer, uh, gets him into trouble because he sees a Wookiee slave being, basically, you know, whipped and, and beaten by this Imperial and he, he saves, saves him. him and gets kicked out. <laughs> yeah, and that's where that's uh that's where Chewbacca owes him the life debt. Yep. 
Exactly that. And, yeah, and, and it, it's kind of funny because like he gets kicked out of the, the Imperial Navy, which was like his lifelong dream to get into. So he goes into this like depression and he just like gets all grubby and drinks and, and everything. And, and Chewie basically just keeps following him around and he's like, get the hell out of here. And Chewie's like, nope, nope, nope. And finally he's, he, he uh, saves him from a bar fight and he says, well, maybe you're useful to have around. And then they become buddies. <laughs> I'm gonna... It's like, what's your skill set? Um, drinking and shooting people and being a bastard. Oh, let's be much. smugglers. <laughs> Getting back to games, I'm going to admit I've never played Rogue Squadron. I think I played the first one and then maybe the second one, but I don't. I definitely played the first one, but I don't have tons of memories of them. Well, when I got, and it, I, think I... I sort of. I played them and enjoyed them, but I sort of dismissed them because I, at first I thought they were sequels to Rebel Assault. No. So I was immediately turned off. No. Yeah, they're not, I, they're totally I did not. not I didn't play I Rebel did Assault not, either. I still do not care for Rogue Squadron on PC. Just really? not my thing. But the GameCube was amazingly great. Uh, what, which one was it? It was because uh, I. Uh, what's It's like Dark Forces. Not Dark Forces. What's the. the Ah, the one with the Outrider. It was on N64, right? It was yeah, Shadows, Shadows of the Empire. Empire. Yeah, Shadows of the Empire. What came before that? That was a Rogue Squadron game, wasn't it? Rogue no. Squadron 3D? It was no, Shadows yeah, Rogue Squadron came out. Yeah, Shadows of the Empire was first like to come out on the N64, and then Rogue Squadron came out later. And they're two different games. But there's also the, uh, there's also the forgettable uh, Battle for Naboo game that came out that was an offshoot in that series. It was, it was the same engine, uh, Factor 5, um, same really? types of missions, but it was uh, it was an episode one style game called Battle for Naboo. Cannot remember that I at all. That well, anyway, the, the only thing that I remember about the the Rogue Squadron thing was like fighting Thai bombers in canyons and stuff, right? Because it was it was and the draw distance was like about five feet, right. so you know you had that fog in front of you. Yeah, so like try not to hit these canyon walls that you don't see till the last second. Well, on on the sixty four though, that actually worked in your in your favor though because it was just the style of like the the game was was built, um, almost like to to work as as work for you that way. Um, mm. Words, what are they? I can't say them. But um, the the thing about Rogue Squadron that was always interesting to me was is the the level of progression with like the vehicle unlocks, right? So uh, you had each mission that you could complete uh, in four different ways. You can just complete it, right? And just get, get the basics done and get like a bronze medal, or you could get the silver medal or the gold medal. Right. Um, And each time you did that, if you unlocked all the missions in a certain way, you could go back and play them again with the different ships. One of the things that I absolutely loved was as you got through it, you were able to unlock some secret ships that you could use for different missions. Like there was actually a TIE interceptor that you could fly. Um, there was a cheat code that turned the V wing, which was a new ship for the rebels into a Cadillac. So you could literally fly <laughs> a Cadillac around, not even kidding. Um, and so I used to go back, I used to go back and play the very first mission where you're on Tatooine and, uh, um, kill all but one of the bombers, and then like, and, like fly real low, like I'm driving through the streets of of Mos Eisley in a Cadillac. <laughs> uh, nice. I'm a dork, but anyway. Um, yeah, I never played the Rebel Assault games at all. 
Uh, going back to that, they look. Uh, they don't look, worry. They look. Terrible. Yeah, they look. The, it, it, if you if you didn't play them, uh, if you played them on a PC, I think you were doing it wrong. They were kind of more because of the 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 rail the rail shootiness of them and the way they kind of played was definitely more geared towards like an arcade slash console mix. So, but then I think it only ever came out for PC. Mm, no, it came out, May- no, I'm looking at it right now. It came out for the Sega CD. Oh it, yeah, right. It okay. also came out for the Mac, and oh here we go, the 3DO. Oh my God, the 3DO. Remember the is, 3DO? Is the Philips CDI on there too? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it is not on here. Uh, but yeah, I got the second and third Rebel um, Rebel Squadron Rogue Squadron games for the game for the GameCube, and they're shockingly good. Like I dismissed them years ago. Like ah, stupid console games. No, they're about as close as you can get to X-wing on a console. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're pretty close, and you can even I know Brian doesn't like the cockpit stuff, but you can even go into cockpit mode. No, I do like yeah, the, the thing, cockpit uh, stuff. I do like the, the cockpit thing stuff. that that I'm was just terrible at it. I'm terrible, <laughs> terrible. The terrible thing that was super it. important in playing those games is if you hit, I think it was the Z button, it pulled up your targeting computer, and then it would highlight all the Tie Fighters in yellow, because otherwise you could not see those things because it's black on a black screen of space, right? And so you use the targeting computer a lot. I believe it. Yeah. But yeah, that, that game had some powerful B-Wing missions in it, come to think. Um, to to the person in the Discord chat, no, Re- Rebel Assault wasn't on the PlayStation, but Rebel Assault 2 was on the PlayStation. And that also didn't look very good. I liked it better. It was, it was definitely was, better. It was better than the first one, but it was still like... So, didn't so they, my my Rebel Assault video is is sort of my equivalent to to Brian's Privateer Two video. Oh, did you like, get drunk? It, did you get drunk and black out like I did? I, no, but I thought I, I I was not having fun. But you wanted to. <laughs> you really wanted to. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I did. Um, didn't didn't Rebel Assault Two introduce the cloaky Tie Fighters into uh, the? Yeah. No, I that was so. no, it no, did. That was. Um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. What was the live entry? action thing? That's this. That's what that's what that's Rebel right. Assault 2 is. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That was it. It was the, the cloak fighter. The V thirty eight Phantom, according to to, to Wikipedia. Oof. Yeah. yeah it's pretty bad. But it's it's <laughs> it, but it looks like it's Factor Five again, who made um who made the Rogue Squadron games as well, didn't they? Yeah, but you have to you have to look at the difference in the time frame of when those games came out. Um Is that, you know, the first one's not. The first one is just straight up LucasArts, but the second one might be. Yeah, the second one was uh, was definitely uh, Factor Five and LucasArts. The first one, I don't, I don't, because the first one came out j- j- around the same time as X Wing did. Um, I, I yeah, it doesn't look like they worked on the first one. Yeah, see, this is this is what I'm saying. Uh, what was it? 1993. When did Rebel Assault come out? 93. Yeah, same year. Yeah. When did the second one come out? 96. Oh wow! So and, two and years they, later is when when Rogue Squadron came out on the 64 and the PC. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at uh, Rogue Five's um, YouTube, uh, not YouTube, Wikipedia page right now. Yeah, I, I really, I really did enjoy 
Rock Squadron I, a lot. I eventually fond, to, fond memories. I eventually need to do a video of those so y'all can see how terrible I am. I mean, I can't get past the <laughs> first mission. The first mission in Rogue Squadron Two, Rebel Leader, I think it's called, is the Tie Fighter run, and I can't pass it. I've tried like three times. I just can't do it. It's. I think it's also because I'm not used to the GameCube controller. That um, is a janky ass controller. <laughs> it is janky. I mean, when I got the Wii, I got a bunch of GameCube games with it, so I bought some GameCube controllers because they were so cheap. And I'm like, oh, I should get these Rogue Squadron games, and wow, am I terrible? Like, terrible bad. Yeah, but when you get familiar with that GameCube controller, it's the best controller. What? You no, get a wave isn't. bird in your hand. You'll never want anything else. Come on. They, they, are, they are pretty solid controllers. Now, that N64 controller, though. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I what the that hell were they bad. thinking? Yeah, that one's weird and bad. He's I like, remember I'm that, that man. So, well, I mean, the, the games were designed for it, though. You try to play a modern game with the N64 controller, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. No, literally. You try, to, you try to play <laughs> an N64 so, game with a normal controller, too, and it's kind of... Mm. Let's wrap up yeah. with... Um, sorry, go ahead. No, you, let's wrap up. We'll talk after. Yeah, uh, let's wrap up with just talk of the future. Do we think there's going to be anything like this in the future? Maybe, and my my hope is because we have all of the Battlefront space stuff. Right. Uh, so I'm yes. actually watching right now. I'm watching this this video of of the uh, Rogue One X-wing VR thing. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you had had you seen it because. That's pretty amazing. That's like yeah, a Disney looks, ride. I, looks, although I don't think it has any replayability because it's just a static thing. Yeah. So it looks like what, a I, real what I would love is it a real? It's yeah. A real I mean, shooter, what, what I would love is this, but like you know, as a space sim, like as well. If you go, if you go and look at somebody who has a video on YouTube of the Battle of Scarif um, DLC for Battlefront. They've got it like in 4K, 60 frames a second, and it looks just balls to the wall amazing. Now, if they can make a X-wing style game look like that, then I'm okay with it. But I, I have a I have a hard time feeling that they're going to bring out a space sim like Disney, mainly mainly because it just doesn't seem like it feels like they're trying to go for the the easier path. Yeah, it's not, it's not, there's not enough appeal. Do you remember I mean, that X even though, even though, versus TIE Fighter game that got shit canned while it was in Alpha like two years ago? It was like no. six, it was actually seven years ago. I looked that up. It was 2009. N- Eight years no, ago. That, no, this was, this was like right before. You're uh, thinking of, you're Rogue thinking One. of Battlefront 3, I think. Or not Rogue One. Um, no, no. I'm talking about the, the guys that were trying to remake this, Battlefront 3. No, you played this in your browser. It was it was like a Unity uh, yeah, browser it, engine. I'm, I'm serious, and, dude. It was like eight years ago. That's the thing. It was like many many years ago. It wasn't just two. It was really. Like, oh yeah, it was a long time ago. And someone, Angel of mm. Iron, in YouTube is saying that they've announced a remake of X Wing versus Tie Fighter a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, no, they didn't. We I think know. that's the thing that we were talking about that that the uh, HDFI would, yeah, that, it, yeah, we would know if, if LucasArts announced a new fucking thing. We would know. I mean, the, the, yeah, someone's, someone's redoing it in... Um, someone's it's a, re- yeah, it's a fan project. Yeah, someone's and, and redoing X-Wing in Unity. Yes, but... Yeah, by the way, Brian, it, yeah. was, it was 
uh, Star Wars Attack Squadrons. Oh, that three, wasn't that like a three years oh, ago. That. Disney killed it. I forgot about that. I forgot so all about everybody. that. There was another thing coming it was out not in 2009, good. yeah. I thought that was like, a, I have my TIE Fighters, and they're going to attack your X-Wings. And it was it was more like a... Almost like a... Yeah, it, this, was, this reminds me more or less of that um, Battlestar Galactica online kind of game. Which, um, which isn't that, bad, shockingly. Which is uh, not bad. It's, it's not... It's okay. It's not great, but it's not bad. But it's not great. So what about... In uh, Old Republic, right? The MMO. How's the Starfighter stuff in that? Because they just there put it in not so long ago. Oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah, not. So there's, it's there's, not. There's like there's two layers of it. There's like the the original Starfighter stuff, which was the real shooter one, and there's later on Starfighter stuff, which I I haven't played. I I started playing it again for a little bit, and then I got bored because there's too many buttons, so I didn't get a chance to get to the newer newer space stuff. Yeah, yeah, but the newer, I, it's, the newer yeah. space stuff is is full is full on combat though. Like it's not a real yeah. shooter at all. It's all full on PvP combat with other players. That, but, I guess yeah, the replacement wish, for football. Yeah, Florida yeah, says and I, and arena I wish I could combat. Have. And Florida says yeah. just arena combat, which is nah. yeah. Oh, Angel of Orion says something that expands upon the battleship battlefront ship experience. Mm, I haven't heard anything about that. I've heard that's... nothing of this. I. You might have dreamed that, dude. I'm sorry, but I think we would have... Someone would have said something. I think one of us would have seen a press release. Because I look at press releases every day. Uh, I don't yeah, know. you do You do a Google search for X-Wing versus TIE Fighter remake. And the only thing that comes up that is remotely close is... Star Wars fan recreates 1993's X-Wing in 3D with Unity. Which we talked about. Right. Yeah, well, anything that they're going to improve in that the Battlefront game is going to be in Battlefront 2, which they're calling it Battlefront 2. Because, yeah, on. why um, Come on. Why do we have to rename? Like, I so do we're not gonna get have that with two video Battlefront 2s and Come two on. Battlefronts. Yeah. Battlefront and better Battlefront. <laughs> well, it's just like Xbox, the original Xbox, like and the Xbox, Xbox One. No, 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 like the original, like, no, the, the, the one before the 360. The, the first <laughs> Xbox and the Xbox One. So stupid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, I, I hope, I, I hope, I'll hope that there's another game that comes out that is as, as cool and as fun as, as X-Wing and as TIE Fighter and whatever. Like, you know, we haven't talked a lot. We haven't really talked about Rogue One, but to me, like that, that battle in Rogue One. Holy like, shit. I want a game of, of that yeah, like, well you know that? you know it's you know what's interesting about that though is jim and i explored this i don't know if if, if brian joined us but jim and i explored a few groups out there that actually have uh still a pretty decent community for x-wing versus tie fighter and x-wing alliance with heavy 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 mods mm-hmm. um you could in essence and, and the mod community for x-wing alliance has kind of like trickled out and almost died but i remember there was a point in time where there was new ships coming out almost weekly that you could add into X-Wing Alliance and play as, plus the, the graphical update mod that they had for it that made the ships look super shiny and awesome. Um, right. But, like, you could... They even added in mods to let you do combat over uh, planetary surfaces, which was a really unique trick. Essentially, the planet is a ship, um, and the way they did okay, the modeling so was, was... 
Right, and the way they did the modeling, it's a it's a ship that doesn't move, so it's a stationary ship. But they the way they do the skyboxes and stuff like that, so it makes it look like you're actually doing uh, combat over a planet. Um, they 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 could uh, you know you could almost in essence add in all the stuff you needed to do a battle of scarif kind of like mission in X-wing Alliance, you know, today. Um, yeah, and I think and I think that's the thing I liked about that battle and 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 you know just Rogue One in general was we got to see kind of all the OG the X-wings. You got to see Y-wings acting like bombers, which you never really saw before. No, not not in a movie at least. Right. And you got to see the ships like moving because you know like yeah, it, you get to the space battle in like in Jedi and, and the effects were good enough so that things were happening and stuff was moving fast. But here they're really like, they're moving the way you think they should be moving. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, I, that was, that was, uh, that battle alone was really one of the only highlights for that film for me. There's a lot of other things about the movie that was fun, but really, I mean. Yeah, that's fair. It does. It's, yeah. It does not that same magic that it once did. Eh, you can't, it is what I'm saying. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, let's wrap. That's this. another. That's another podcast. That's a whole another <laughs> podcast. Well, we did a good job, I think, covering all four of the um, of the games. I think uh, a lot of good oh, memories. Yeah. A lot of good memories about these games. And don't forget, folks, if you have not played any of these, they're both. Uh, they're all on GOG and Steam. If I had to pick one, I'd tell you to get the GOG versions. They're just, you know, I think better. Um, so if you're gonna get a Geo, if you're gonna get these, if you haven't played them yet, get the GOG versions and get a joystick. You need a joystick. Well, yeah, you, don't. you can't play these games with the. I mean, in theory, you, you technically can, but you could, but no, but you, you really <laughs> don't want to like it all. All right, so just a couple programming notes before we wrap up. Um, next week on the show, it's going to be an early morning show because our guest is overseas. We are talking to the developer of the newly released uh, space build 'em up, shoot 'em up thing called Avorion. I think that's how you say it, Avorion. So, yeah, which uh, I'm playing right now. Oh, and it's good. It is good. I've only touched it a little bit, but it's it's pretty solid so far. So we're talking to him next week, and. Uh, on Thursday for Multiplayer Madness, by request, we are going to be playing some Path of Exile. Uh, that was requested when we were playing Diablo 2 a few weeks ago. So we're going to be playing that on Thursday. Mixing uh, it up a little bit. Yeah, mixing it up. Well, usually Thursdays uh, are palate cleanser. That's what I like to call them. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, Joe, before we go, why don't you pimp your show a little bit? We didn't really do that in the beginning, so pimp your show a little bit. All right. Okay, well, if you like if you like games like X Wing and Tie Fighter, I talk about a lot of them whenever I get around to doing a show <laughs> at uh, the Upper Memory Block. You just had a you, you just had a kid. Uh, you have the best excuse in the world. You just had a kid. Sorry, say the word again. Sorry, go ahead. No, umb umbcast dot com. But uh, yeah, and, and you know, I have to admit, I've had some some really cool listeners that have stepped up and threw some guest shows onto the feed. So there's still there's still some stuff that's that's coming out on there. I think there's like four other guest shows in the works, and I'm gonna try and get something out once I can, you know, be a human again. <laughs> and uh, and like I said at the beginning of the show, if you like Star Wars books, check out the Star Wars stacks at swstack.com. Next one we are talking about is Ahsoka. The last the current episode on the feed. Rogue One Catalyst, which is the tie-in novel to uh, to Rogue One, which really does enhance the uh, the movie quite a lot if you uh, if you read it. So, yeah, that's me. 
Okay, well, Joe, I want to thank you again for coming on uh, with us. Uh, how is the baby doing, by the way? Last question. The baby is doing is doing very, very well. She's she's quiet. She uh, she likes mariachi music for some reason. Don't ask <laughs> me why. <laughs> why not? Why it makes her, it makes her it makes her dance around. So, uh, yeah, that's quite the experience. Let me tell. Let me say. <laughs> well. Um... Folks, I want to thank you for listening and watching to uh, the Space Game Junkie podcast. If you haven't already, just subscribe to us on something. YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever. We're on everything, pretty much. Um, So if you haven't subscribed already, please do so. And uh, we'll see you for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and have a great night. Goodbye. Later. Let's have some music in here, Boiler. Sure thing. Down.